Welcome to the Maintainable Nails Podcast, where we explore the art of healthy and sustainable nail care with both industry experts and best-in-show upkeepers. I'm your host, Robbie Russell. On this episode, Amy Sorensen, former NetX speaker, describes herself as a Nails for Life coach. Amy joins us today from an undisclosed location, located in Northeast Alberta Arts District of Portland, Oregon, my neighborhood. Do you want me to go by your full name? However you're doing it with everybody else. People are giving me a name. Oh. So <clears throat> almost everybody is going by their real name so far. I'll do my, my full for. real name. Amy Michelle Sorensen, welcome to Maintainable Nails. We're so delighted to have you join us as a guest. Welcome. Yeah. So as you reflect on your time on this planet, circling the sun for the number of years you are, we don't need to get into that, but in terms of as you reflect on your time here and your experience, what have you kind of come to a conclusion or a definitive thought on what you believe are well-maintained characteristics of nails in terms of like, how do you kind of answer that? If someone were to ask you that, if you're provide some advice to someone else. Yeah, definitely. I mean, this is an issue where every single person on the planet has to maintain their nails. So it touches all of us. I think it's not just about how often you're clipping them or if you're painting them or not, the biggest maintainer helper is having healthy nails. So I think, you know, taking your vitamins and the supplements that give you strong bones and nails sets you up with a great foundation for easily maintaining Do you throughout the process. Subscribe to the belief that people who put nail polish on their fingers are trying to um, be willfully ignorant about the kind of things that are going on underneath the hood, I suppose. Mm, that's a, <laughs> that's a really good question. I hadn't thought about that. Do you feel like that's something you've ever really confronted with yourself? I definitely think that's a thing for sure. I don't think that that's across the board, uh, a willful decision to ignore bad nail health, um, Sometimes it's just highlighting the fact that you do have good nail health. I do maintain my nails and they look nice and I want you to notice how nice they look. But definitely you can take that polish away and if you have not been maintaining them properly, can see the, the negative effects of that <laughs> quite clearly. I'm also, I, all right. You know, I, a little bit more, could you talk a little bit about your kind of regimen a little bit in terms of like, how do you kind of manage your cuticle schedule? Oh, specifically my cuticle schedule? Yes. <laughs> okay. That's one that's sort of interesting. You can say, oh, I cut my nails X times a week or month or whatever, but the cuticles kind of rile up um, despite any schedule that you put ahead of time. So for me... You know, as that situation arises, it's having those clippers handy because you can end up, you know, playing away at a cuticle for a while and it can become irritable and irritated. And uh, I find that irritating. So clipping them off if they become like a long nail on the side is key for me and my comfort. Are you a someone that use like one of the metal type of files or do you, I don't, I don't know what the other textures you think you'd, I would know that since I have a podcast about nail maintenance, but no. I think so. Yeah. Well, the more like sandpaper yeah. kind of, uh, I've had file, it. definitely those. 
It's interesting. I've had a few guys talk about how much they prefer the metal ones. And interesting. Uh, I've, I think I prefer the, like the sandpaper type ones myself because I know if it's been used before. Mm. And so if whether or not, like if you're visiting someone else and they hand you one of those, you know, I'd rather know that someone hadn't used it or if it's been, you know, properly cleaned in the dishwasher or what have you or sanitized before putting them on my nails. But I'm curious how you kind of think about that. That's a good point. And I feel like with the metal one, you can easily sanitize it, right? You can wash it. Like you just mentioned, putting it in the dishwasher if you want to, but a sandpapery one, I wouldn't know how to verify that it's been sanitized because I don't know how to do that. Uh, Something that I've found upon moving from Los Angeles to Portland here in Portland you aren't allowed to use the same nail file in a nail salon. So you either have to bring your own or purchase one because it's a sanitary issue at that point. They aren't using metal ones where you can easily, you know, wipe that surface. Um, You can't do that with the other surfaces. So you need to bring your own so that you're not spreading nail germs. Yeah, that's, that's important. Because I know that many of the listeners will remember you as the person that gave a TED Talk a few mm-hmm. years ago about the benefits of soaking your feet in red wine after you conducted a study over numerous years, which I mm-hmm. also understand has been very highly contested by Wine Decanter Magazine and the editorial board there. Well, but Of course. Could you share a little bit about what your, for those that haven't had a chance to watch the video, and I'll include a link to the video in the show notes for sure, but could you tell us a little bit about what the synopsis of that uh, talk was in your, your findings? Of course. Of course. I mean, it goes back to the first topic of having proper nail health um, for strong nails that, you know, don't break and things like that. There's a lot of nutrients to be found in wine. It comes from the earth. Um, there's so much richness there. So I did an initial study to see what happens with myself? If I'm soaking my feet in this wine, that's rich with nutrients from the earth. What happens? I saw exponential nail um, strength over the time period. What about discolor- discoloration or anything? Well, you have, of course, there's a little bit of that. So you have to know that initially there's going to be some, some redness. Um, a further study that I'd like to do is uh, what about white wine, rosé? Are we getting the same richness of nutrients without the discoloration? Perhaps. Um, stand by for my next TED Talk. And I'm so curious about the, the kind of like the tanning effect there um, if, if in terms of the tannins, not like tanning your skin or something, but, you know, the tannins in mm. wine. Like I know, mm-hmm. that's a, I know that's a word that, you know, uh, like wine people use. And so I just wanted to make sure we, we at least covered that here. You know, as you also are. We'll be back with our interview with Amy in just a moment. Hi, it's me. I want to take a moment to say thank you for making time to listen to the Maintainable Nails podcast. If you're finding these conversations as groundbreaking and thought-provoking and as inspirational as I am, please, please, I beg you, please share a link amongst your friends on social media and a writer review on Apple Podcasts to help spread the word. And now, Sorensen.
you know, I would be um, doing the audience a disservice. I can go back and just. What is nails? Some people argue that vitamin D has no impact whatsoever on nails, but it's like a thing for your skin since it's like on the external side of you. Do you use a some sort of like a sun protective measurement? Like, how do you protect your nails from the sun? Um, I know some people use sunblock on their skin, but they they're always hesitant to put it on their nails because it's they're nervous that it'll maybe cause discoloration or uh, erode. I know erosion is a really important thing for those that are kind of following down the the path of having nail polish or certain types of things on top of your nails, whether those are stickers or glitter or whatever, shellac. Uh, pe- people mention shellac quite a bit, but I'm curious what your take on that is. How do you protect your nails in the sun? I do. I am one to, as I'm applying sunscreen, Definitely use it heavily on my hands, which include my nails, cuticle area to protect. And at that point, you know, what kind of sunscreen are you using? There's different, that's what I'm looking for, different, uh, SPS, lovely. <laughs> there's different SPS, but there's, I mean, you know how there's, uh, so there's sunscreen for your face. It's sometimes different from your body because there's different nutrients and there's different, the skin is different. Um, so if you're using a high quality sunscreen, I don't see any issue with it. I'm sure if you're using a lower quality with a bunch of weird things in it, that we wouldn't find in nature. You could see some issues. Yeah. I've, I've always like wary of, you know, I use certain types of sunblock for my face that I mm-hmm. hope will prevent me from breaking out and I wouldn't want to break out on my nails. Mm-hmm. That would be. Nails, it's are not are not good. That you require professional attention at that point. Is there a? No, let me think about that. You know, for those in the audience listening, what kind of advice would you offer them on how to go about coming up with their own cuticle and filing and trimming schedule? If that's not something they've already invested some time in before. Definitely, and I thought a lot about this in regards to feet. Um, Usually, you know, your discomfort when you put on shoes will tell you if it's time, if you've neglected that area for a certain amount of time, especially if you are into sports. Uh, Runners and hikers will know well that before you go on a big hike or backpacking trip, you got to make sure those nails are real small before going on because it can cause some discomfort. So I would assume folks more into sports and wearing closed-toed shoes have a more regimented approach to their foot nail care. When it comes to hands, I think that's something that people tend to see a lot more of. So it's easier to get on a regular schedule there because it's something that you're constantly looking at, whether you're typing, writing, drinking, eating with friends or yourself. Um, Just notating that and Again, if you have good nail strength, um, maybe your nails can grow a little bit longer. Um, the first point of contention is, you know, a nail chips. Oh, no, I have to cut all my nails now to make the same length. But if you have strong nails, that happens less often. I know that you also do, like, with, during the pandemic, you've been supplementing your income by doing kind of like online nail 
kind of uh, baths, I suppose you could call them. Like there's like sound baths, but there's kind of like a guided meditation of sorts for kind of exploring and becoming more familiar with your nails and having, you know, improving your relationship with your own nails. And so um, I know we don't have enough time on this podcast to go through a whole nail bath, but perhaps you could give us kind of like a quick little, if I said for the next 60 seconds, everybody can close their eyes and you can walk them through a guided, would you be up for that? Yeah, it's definitely part of self-care. I think there's a lot of restorativeness to be found in soaking and listening to the body, what happens in those 60 seconds or in my real sessions longer, we do a 30 minute soak, notating the changes that your nails take over those 30 minutes. Um, So if I set a timer right now for 60 seconds. And all doing it together, yeah. You will, let's, let's give, like, let's demo this for the audience. I will set a timer and I will close my eyes and um, you can see me on the video that we're talking right now. Um, so I will set my timer and in five seconds and I'll close my eyes and you can guide me through this until the timer goes. And, and everybody listening, you're welcome to, for anyone listening, you're welcome to join me in this experience. I'll turn my volume on my alarm up so we don't have anyone falling asleep for too long because I didn't hear that going. Um, so go ahead in three, two, one, eyes closed. Welcome and thank you for coming. Today we're going to focus on your nail health. I hope you can all get a container. Please put some warm water in your container. Fill it three-fourths of the way up. I, just gonna, I don't yeah. have a container, but I'm just going to pretend that I do for given the time constraint. Yes. Um, once you have a good warm temperature in your container, go ahead and <clears throat> remove all of your rings anything else on that is on your hands roll up your sleeves and fully submerge your hands into that water take my watch off here yes please do you'll notice a nice warming sensation take a few moments to sit with that and be calm oh that was so short 60 seconds goes by quick. It does go by quick. Next, I would just encourage people to touch each nail one by one by putting their thumb on. I noticed that my um, my thumbnails are not even on both sides right now. And it's interesting how much that can really inf- affect you and kind of change mm-hmm. your mood, like probably quite quickly. Like mm-hmm. I'm like, I need to fix that, but I'm at an office. I don't have those tools Andy, mm. so what do you recommend? I mean, mm-hmm. I would I would recommend trying to forget that that's there for the moment, even if you need to put you know a bandaid on it just to cover up the, just sort of like the cone for the dog, not to lick the wounds, and then yeah, so that's the first task when you get home tonight. Well, thank you so much, Amy Sorensen, for joining us in Talking Shop on Maintainable Nails and for the delightful nail bath and sharing your expertise on these important topics with our audience. Of course, anytime. Thank Thank you. Thank you.